You're about to hear a conversation between me and Adam from Into the Apocalypse, and Deborah gets red pilled. And um, man, this is a guy that I wish that I was talking to a long time ago. He was really kind to offer himself over to uh, you know do do the first episode really of this little uh, adventure that I want to partake in, which is just having conversations with people that have nothing to do with conspiracy, mostly just shooting the shit, talking with friends that I've never met in person, right? Um, that's kind of this weird world that we live in where we we feel like we know people that we've never touched, we've never shook hands, we've never hugged, we've never really met each other. But we feel like we might know each other. You might feel like you know me. You might feel like you know a lot of other people that you listen to. And I think that this is kind of an interesting idea to try and actually get to know some of the things that have nothing to do with conspiracy. What kind of food do you eat? How were you brought up? All that kind of stuff. You know, I think that uh, it might be fun. And I want to do this with all kinds of other people. And like I said, um, hadn't talked with this dude much at all in the past. And it's maybe some weird sense of irony that, you know, he's he's in the first episode of, uh, you know, getting to know the host. I'm going to call this little series Conspiracy Break Room. And I think that's what it is. You know, we're completely absorbed in this really strange world of nothing making sense and we're being lied to constantly. My last episode that I released yesterday, yesterday being 7.15, um, you know, I, it's a it's a strange time to be alive where, you know, it doesn't matter who's feeding us a narrative. We rightfully feel like we're being lied to. And um, stuff like this, I think, is just meant at least in my thought, meant to just, uh, you know, demystify and, and uh, you know, just get down to some fun shit, man. Throw it back to the old days where no one cared about any of this stuff. Just for a day. On a Saturday, nonetheless, right? Um, I hope that you enjoy this and um, check out all of Adam's work. He's got a great team behind him, and he's a, a phenomenal dude. I'm... I'm actually kind of sad that we hadn't talked more in the past but um you know we've made up for last time we've spoken several times in the last couple of weeks and I uh, I guess I wouldn't have it any other way you know I, I'm really happy to to be doing this right now and I'm honored he was uh on the first episode we've got quite a few others lined up and you're gonna meet a lot of these crazy fucks that are in this community and uh reach out to any of us you know we're all um we're all just out here putting our thoughts out and having fun and we're learning the same as you are and just having a good time. I think that that's all this is about. And, um, you know, I'm not going to ramble too long on the on the intro here. Obviously, this is a different show. I'm not monetizing it. You're not hearing the ads up front. You're not hearing the music. This is a completely different thing. But it's the same people. It's the same people in this community that are uh, going to be involved with this whole whole show, whole segment. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys. And uh, this is my conversation with Adam of Deborah Gets Red Pilled and Into the Apocalypse. 
among further upcoming projects. Like I said, listen to what he says as far as uh, what he's involved with and um, follow his stuff. Leave him good reviews. Five stars are appreciated on both sides. And um, yeah, just uh, here we go. All right, guys, I am, uh, you know, excited to try and get into this new thing that we're doing here. We'll see how it goes. Going to try and talk with some cool podcast hosts and people that are doing interesting things when it comes to conspiratorial information and really podcasts as a whole. There's only so many podcast hosts that talk about the stuff that we do. And it kind of seems like we're getting a little bit, um, I don't know if we're all talking about the same stuff or if it's just me or or what, but I wanted to do something fun here, man. And uh, Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled and um, several of the other shows was kind enough to hop on, talk a little bit of shit, talk about himself a little bit and, uh, you know, see see what we can, uh, you know, kind of dig up and, and have some fun here, man. So like I said, I know you from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. You have quite a few other shows and you're starting some new ventures. Why don't you uh, kind of talk about that real quick up front, just so that people would know if they haven't already found you. Yeah, so um, I have a podcast called Deborah Gets Red Pilled that I do with my mother-in-law, Deborah, where I take her down the dark, deep, disgusting road of conspiracies and uncomfortable truths. And uh, it's pretty much me and a guest and um, another co-host most of the time, uh, Chud X, trying to freak out an old lady. And it's, (laughs) it's, it's working pretty good. And um, we'd get into a lot of uh, freedom stuff as well, um, freedom and liberty. And then um, I also do uh, kind of a homestead panel show with a couple other um, podcasters called Feed the Beauty. And that has its own RSS feed. So you can check that out. And um, I think my mother-in-law, Deborah, and I are going to start. Um, we're going to have our own show on Billy Ray Valentine's new uh, internet radio station. And that is... Not out yet, but it's uh, coming up soon. That one's going to be called Unhinged with Deborah and Adam. That's so cool, man. So like it's more kind of like almost like terrestrial radio, but it's like Internet radio. Yeah, it's going to um, it's going to be like it's cool. It's going to be like live show. So nice. Yeah. And I, I find this interesting that you do the shows with your mother in law. Your wife's not into this kind of stuff. She, uh, you know, for a minute there, we were doing, I was doing a show. We had a couple episodes, um, on the same RSS feed, um, where we were just gonna, we moved out to uh, rural Oregon from kind of suburban Portland. And, um, we bought like a 15 acre dilapidated old farm. So we were going to kind of, uh, talk to other people like us and people that knew more than us and kind of, um, document our, um just our i hate saying the word journey but our journey (laughs) um like fixing up our place and and kind of becoming um more more into self-sufficiency and homesteading and stuff like that but uh it's kind of a sticky situation she is she works in portland she's an esthetician so she kind of deals you know with uh a lot of people that if they found that she was associated with my podcast it could probably hurt the business so she's ah. uh so, so she she just got real nervous and she didn't want to do it anymore which i totally understand but yeah man you gotta in. gotta protect the money coming in you know what i mean like whether it's you know any kind of job man i, I get a little nervous sometimes but i also hate my job dude so i'm like whatever yeah. if they fire me for it maybe it'd be like you know the universe or god or whatever telling me that like you know i can just focus on this but I kind of wanted to get an origin story of you, man. Did you grow up, uh, you know, 
with some money? Did you grow up poor? Did you grow up middle class? Um, You've mentioned your 10 year sobriety, which again, congratulations. I never will miss an opportunity to to congratulate you on that. Thanks. Um, Yeah, of course, dude. And I mean it. Um, Yeah. Origin story, man. Where you come from? What like, you know, I know you're in Portland now, but where are you coming from? Well, I, uh, I grew up in Portland proper, which is like kind of rare. It's one of those cities where like a lot of the people that live here aren't from here. Um, I grew up in Northwest Portland and I'm what I would probably classify as upper middle-class family. Okay. And um, we had to grow up in a really nice old, old neighborhood, like from, uh, you know, like early 1900s, all the houses are like kind of big grand, um, houses in this like beautiful neighborhood up on the hill in Northwest Portland. Um, my dad was like a hospital supply sales rep. So he would drive around to, he had like a sales route. You would drive around to different hospitals and he had like accounts and stuff. I think that's what he did. And, uh, you know, he just did well under the, I'm, I'm 42 years old. So this was in the eighties, like he did well under the, the Reaganomics and, um, yeah. And, uh, good, good, normal childhood, you know, good parents, both together, older sister, um, dad coached baseball and stuff and when I was uh, 15 my parents were just kind of sick of the Oregon weather we moved down to the Napa Valley in California in a little tiny town called St. Helena which is kind of like famous for wineries yeah they picked that one out because that's where they'd go on vacation they drink and wine they uh yeah they were I think they're both sober now um as well but yeah they were they were really into the wine industry and then when we moved down there my dad um bought into a wine store like right on main street in saint helena and uh, my mom would worked at uh, multiple different like tasting rooms of wineries and stuff like that so nice dude yeah, yeah i'm i'm looking at like some food from portland because food is going to be a big part of this show and it's and it's you know like you said you don't like to use the word journey but the show's journey is going to involve a lot of food i'm seeing a lot of comfort food here which is dope um, yeah. so we'll be, we'll be touching on this a little later. Cause I'm curious, but you mentioned vacations. That's one thing that I want to ask a lot of people. Cause I didn't go on a ton of vacations growing up. Sounds like you guys were well off and, um, you know, did you get to go on a lot of vacations, get to like, you know, travel the world at all, or was it mostly domestic travel? I did. We got to, uh, we got to go, we'd get to go on like one big vacation every year. So like Thanksgiving or something, we'd go to like Cancun. Um, I, we went to Maui one time. Um, when I was really little, we went to the Virgin islands and, um, yeah. And then like, uh, once a year we'd, we'd take a road trip from Portland to, uh, down to the Bay area where my, my dad was from and stay with like my grandma and grandpa. So that's, That's some classic shit, dude. Okay, so then did you get to eat any weird food? Did you try any like weird ass exotic food anywhere? Um, you know, uh I've I've always been a fan. My dad's like a real adventurous eater. And um, so yeah, so and food has never uh really grossed me out. I remember <laughs> one time um uh, we used to always there's also like kind of like these uh these resorts in uh, Oregon, there's one called Black Butte and Sun River. Are they're, they're kind of like these um, big gated communities where people have houses that they rent out to like families for like a like a week at a time during the summer, and you can like um, they have like bike paths and it's in the forest and stuff. So I remember we were somewhere near we were near Bend, Oregon, and uh, we went to this place, and I had we ordered uh rocky mountain oysters Ooh, which are okay 
bull balls. Yeah. And um, I ate those. You know, my dad told me what they were. <laughs> it wasn't like he was pulling one over on me. And I, I, I didn't have any problem with it. It's, you know, I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. So I've always yeah. uh, been into um, weird eating weird foods and, and stuff like that. So I'm not a, I'm not a picky eater at all. No, like brain or anything in like the other countries or any weird, weird stuff like that. Like stuff that we, maybe we hadn't heard of. Like on Temple of Doom. No, yeah. no, like monkey brain soup or anything like that. I think okay. it's all, all pretty standard stuff. But Would you try that stuff, though? Because that's what's interesting. You know, eating Rocky Mountain oysters at 12 is a big step. I wouldn't even eat regular oysters when I was 12. Yeah, and, and I also, my dad used to go to the farmer's market in town and buy, uh, he'd buy goat balls, too. and Just and, to eat. Yeah, and he'd barbecue those. Is there some sort of like health benefit or something to eating that kind of stuff, like testosterone wise? Or I mean, because I I hear that bull balls have taurine in them, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's the balls or the actual semen. The semen, interesting. So that would be in like energy drinks and shit. Yeah, I think. Have you ever heard like in Thailand? In Thailand, like they have like the real deal Red Bull. I don't know if they still do, but they used to, and that stuff was like speed, pretty much. But I think it because had, of like, the bull semen, I think it was from the source. Yeah. Wow, dude. And was it I, called Red Bull like that? Is that where Red Bull got its name was from that shit? I think so. Jeez. But I, I, that, I might be all, totally off. But I mean, it doesn't I wouldn't surprise me, dude. It just sounds gnarly. But um, but yeah, as far as like brains go, I'm I don't know about brains nowadays. I'm a little bit scared of prions. But interesting. I, I know yeah. I have had sesos which is uh, Mexican, like in tacos, they put beef brains. I've had that. I've had cabeza. I get yeah, cabeza. cabeza tacos. That, that's a, a real problem. I moved, we moved up here. I lived in, uh, in Oakland in San Francisco for a long time. And so the uh, difference in Mexican food from oh, yeah. there to here is, is night and day. So it's all white girls cooking Mexican food up there and they pronounce it tacos probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, like, tex-mex style restaurants there's a couple uh real i've found a couple real deal places like in like mexican grocery stores and stuff but yeah nice they're, they're few and far between so did you go to high school then in oakland i went to high school in uh st helena okay so that is, is the in town northern. in the napa valley oh that's in, okay that's in, in northern california it's 60 miles uh north of san francisco okay so then so, when did you first of all did you collect garbage pail kids growing up in the 80s yeah good do you yeah. still have them no no i wish i've oh. i've looked i've looked into it a, a bunch of times on uh on ebay to see if i could recover any of my collection and, and it's it's out of my price range nowadays dude it's crazy kim has two sets and sometimes three sets of of all of them they're in california in storage but that yeah. is like our retirement i consider it it is insane how much these freaking little things cost and they're fun to look at, dude. Like if you look at some of these things, they blew my mind when I first saw them because I grew up in the nineties. Yeah. But it's just, it's wild, dude. And like they got banned out of schools. And so that made it so much cooler and shit. It's just kind of interesting to, to look at that. Yeah. But, it was, um, uh, yeah. But, I wasn't like allowed to watch like rated R movies and stuff as like a little kid, but like you know, garbage pail kids, no, no problem, you know? So, well, so then my next question regarding school and like mostly like when you're little, cause I don't know where you, you don't seem like you'd be a latchkey kid if your your parents were a little more well off i i was uh sometimes like my mom wouldn't be home all the time um yeah so i went to i went to catholic school so okay. we'd, we'd carpool with other families in the neighborhood and i'd get out and uh 
yeah, a lot of the time my mom wasn't there. She'd be off doing uh, other stuff. So I could, we had like a, in the, in the Pacific Northwest, they have what's called a mud room in most houses because you're always wet and your shoes are all muddy and shit all the time. Yeah. And, and so there's like a little like room where you like sit down and take your shoes off. So there's, and then there's a door into that and then a door into the house from okay. there. And so I, I could like reach in the mail slot, unlock the, unlock the door with my hand. And that's how I got in. That's so funny, dude. So did then like every kid can relate to the idea of coming home after school, no one's home and you're starving. Did you ever eat any like trashy ass food? Like just gross food that like you'd look back at now and be like, why did I eat that stuff? Like for me, it was like crunchy ramen noodles without cooking them. You just throw the the seasoning on there and yeah. eat that like that. I definitely ate that, but I cook I cooked mine. <laughs> um, a lot of like, yeah, a lot of cup of noodles. Um, just a lot of uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then my mom would like show me how to make, um, like a bagel with like tomato sauce and cheese on the top of it. Ever eat a raw hot dog? Yeah. I used to love raw hot dogs as a little kid <laughs> and I totally wouldn't have remembered that. I remember like um, specifically, like I remember being made fun of by my friend's older brothers because I was at their house and they were cooking hot dogs and I asked for mine raw and I didn't know that that was weird. You're like, like, it's like a, ordering like a rare steak, like a medium rare hot dog. Yeah. That's so funny, dude. I, the closest I got to that was I would heat up a hot dog, but then let it cool off. Cause I felt like there was a film on the raw hot dogs like it's just some kind of oily mess that i couldn't get over but i like to hold it like a cigar and eat it like (laughs) i was like eating a like a eating my own cigar dude but i couldn't society yeah dude i had to cook it that's the classy way to eat a a cold hot dog but yeah no there's all kinds of just like that gross ass food you ever go like croutons straight out the bag and just eat them like chips or yeah yeah for sure and then it was like uh it was in the uh you know, 80s, early 90s, my dad had a quadruple bypass surgery at 45. So he was real unhealthy, you know, he wasn't like a big fat guy, but he was just like super stressed out and ate really badly. So after that, we went on like the full on like 80s, early 90s, low fat diet as a family that's probably like proven to be like worse than what he was eating when he was when he was unhealthy you know you're opening up a pandora's box here finish your thoughts sorry go ahead because um everything everything that's you know my mom would we ate a lot of white chicken which isn't bad but it's not like it doesn't really do the elixir unless you're like a bodybuilder and you're eating like 12 of them a day but um but everything like every snack food we had i remember a lot of rice cakes and stuff like that So like yeah, everything, here that was, everything was like low fat or like, um, you know, which just means that to make it taste somewhat palatable, they put sugar in it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's, that's a, a thing on its own, dude, but it, it's so funny that you mentioned the diets and the dieting as a family. Were you kind of overweight as a kid? Cause you no, I was, I was always, always, always a real little kid, you know, okay, I was, but I was yeah, you were under, forced to go on the diet stuff. Yeah. The, <laughs> just to yeah. prevent the shit, like all the, the stuff that could come later. Yeah. Um, did you guys do like slim fast? You ever drink a slim fast as like, like with a meal? Like served me by my mom or just like by yourself. Maybe you go and you get a peanut butter jelly sandwich, but you also stack a slim fast on top of that. I know. I never did it on purpose. I think I've drank. I think I had 
<laughs> when I was in high school, I played football, and I think like a bunch of the linemen guys figured out that they could just drink a whole bunch of those and actually gain weight. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they so weren't healthy. Yeah, the taste, the, I remember the vanilla one tasted pretty good, so I, I've I've definitely had them, but but not in a long time. Just recreationally drinking those things. I mean, it's a, it's wild, dude. The diets of the eighties and nineties. You, you guys do deal a meal, the card no. game. No, no. Oh, that sounds... it was Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons okay. promoted this, and you pull <laughs> you pull cards to determine what you're going to eat. Okay, so there's like different. Would you pour like f- different categories? Yes, for like each course or like you know, and then you'd get like a reasonable dessert at the end. It sounds like the drinking game Kings Cup, where you have a category, like but instead of like making the girls drink you'd eat like extra protein or some weird shit like that it's wild you never never did that no you never had that okay i'm trying to think of other diet things george foreman grill did you have one in your household i had one like as an adult on my own for sure okay would you you fuck around in there what'd you do with that um i used to uh i used to be i used to um fight mma so i i would um i cooked just a lot of chicken thighs on there and uh stuff like that when I, I was like really really poor and like down on my luck and uh, i didn't have any money to eat like healthy so i would eat just i would just buy like flats of like chicken thighs and, like freeze like three of them and always have like the next you know i thought the next one for the next day and uh and just cook three and then you know just be like a cycle so this is kind of interesting i didn't know that you fucked around with mma and, and you were you said poor at this time um you just kind of got when you move out. I mean, a lot of people relate to that, dude. I remember I would steal clothes, uh, which I was going to get into with you later. See if you ever stolen anything. Uh, we'll circle back to that. But, um, <laughs> you know, being poor like that and, and um, you know, doing MMA. Was this when you were when you had your problems with I don't know if it was drugs or alcohol or what what exactly yeah. it was. Maybe we can get into that a little bit when you were poor, you were drinking and doing that stuff. Yeah. So this was like, you know, 2008 recession, like okay. it, hit, it hit me hard. I was, uh, I was out of work for a long time. You know, I couldn't get a job. And what were you and doing before that? I used to, uh, I've done, I've done so many things, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I, I graduated from college in 2002 and I went to work for the forest service right after college. I was a, um, like a hotshot like uh um uh uh four service fire crew okay that's dope i did i did that for three years and then uh it was really cool it was uh i got to work for like six months i make like a decent amount of money and you just like kind of give up your summers and then like i'd get i'd be unemployed for six months out of the year you just get to collect unemployment and live on what you made and it was fun i stopped wanting to do that um i just worked you know just like construction jobs my brother-in-law was a tile setter i worked with him for a long time it was just like nothing nothing too serious and then uh i worked at a motorcycle shop all sorts of stuff and then um 2008 came around and uh the economy took a huge shit i was working construction for this guy and uh he just didn't didn't pay me for like three months and ended up owing me like a ton of money and I just like quit and had to go into this big battle with him to get all the money he owed me it took like three years and it was just uh that's uh that was like the most traumatizing time of my life it was just it was a scary time I was uh I was drinking really really heavily I didn't have a job 
I was getting, you know, I was getting like a little bit of unemployment. I'd go work at uh, bars every once in a while, work the door at bars um, for like 50 bucks and, and then tips on top of that. You know, dude, that's the worst times when, a week. And that's the worst when you're drinking and you're working at a bar, dude. Yeah. Like I, so like, I, like I say it all the time, dude, I consider myself like a, a functioning alcoholic. I get my shit done. I, I definitely could use a cut back on drinking um working in restaurants dude i did it for so long and it's just uh it it really is you feel like this sense deep within yourself unless you enjoy it like there's some people that i know that thoroughly enjoy working at restaurants but for me personally dude it it like dead end to the max man and i i had to get out of that and i hate this new job that i have now and i, I kind of just realized like i just hate you know working for the man so to speak but it's interesting to me that this it seems like this this traumatic thing just completely triggered your maybe like some deeper demons that you might have had and this it, would you say that's when you started kind of drinking and doing all that shit no man i i was uh i was i was a problem drinker from day one 16 years old first time you know i got that's drunk, when you first tried it i i, I got drunk the first time 15 um I started drinking real heavy, like in high school. It was weird because when we moved to California from Oregon, I didn't have friends. I moved to this real small little town that where everybody'd gone to school together since they were little kids, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I didn't really have a big, big group of friends. Then when I was seventeen, I kind of, kind of made some friends. I played sports and stuff. So, um, you know, seventeen, I, I think is where I really started drinking uh, a lot, and um you know, it was, uh, it was blacking out from, from, you know, the first time I, I got drunk till the last time when I was did, 32. So did the first time you tried booze, was it with your parents? Well, you know, I'm just like, just like every other little kid, like I had sips from my dad's beer and stuff, but the yeah. first time I ever got drunk, no, no, it wasn't, <laughs> okay. it wasn't with my parents, but I did go on, like I would drink with my dad and stuff later on in life. Yeah, the first time I got drunk, I was probably even younger. I would say 13, 14, and it was in Mexico, and we just got shitty on tequila. Like, my whole family, you know, because it's legal there. Yeah. So we're, we're fucking around, and I I mean, I didn't even get, like, hung over or anything like that. My cousin did, my old co-host, throwing up, getting, you know, belligerently drunk. And, you know, me, I, I kind of took it well. So, I don't know, maybe that was kind of like a, a curse in disguise where I'm like, shit, I really like this stuff, man, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting to me because my sister, who's 18, drinks now, too. But she's such a more responsible person than I yeah. am. So I think she'll she'll be able to handle it well. But um, I, and I like I said, I don't you know, I haven't ruined my life yet. Hopefully I don't. But, you know, it it, it affects everyone different, man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Did you did you mess with like any drugs or anything like that, too, or, or mostly just booze? Oh, I like to do uh, I like to do cocaine as well. So. That was that like your preferred? Thing? My preferred, my preferred drug of choice is light yellow American beer. You know, Miller, yeah. I can, I can, uh, I can give me four hours and a twelve pack of Miller High Life, and I can fuck my life up like pretty quick. You know, that's insane, dude. That's so funny. So, like, is there any drugs that you haven't tried? Not, not counting fentanyl. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, uh, I never got into like I've done, I've done a lot of pills. I I would just take pills if somebody had them, but I was I I think I got lucky. I'd never uh, I saw people just run their lives into the ground like what I was doing with alcohol, with with you know Percocets and Vicodins. That's what the big ones were when I was you know hanging out. And um, 
I would take them and it would make me feel cool, but it was never something that I was like, oh, I got to have that, you know, which would like lead people into doing heroin eventually, you know? Um, So yeah, I've never, uh, I've done just, all the only opiates I've done are pill form opiates. um, And then, uh, yeah, I I was never like into real hard drugs, um, except for, you know, cocaine's a hard drug if you yeah, so. I consider it recreational. A lot of a lot of people can get away with doing that. I mean, you shouldn't do it, but I mean, a yeah. lot of people get away with. I've never it, tried it. Dude, it was honest. never. It was never. I never started the night with a bag of cocaine. It was like always like, oh, I've had four beers. I got to go make some phone calls. Like that's what it sure. was for me. You know, the booze would lead to the bad decision, and then once you do the coke, you can drink more. I've heard too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man, there's something real insidious about alcohol, man. It's it's one of those sleeper addictions, you know what I mean? Where it's like that and cigarettes, I think. You know, cigarettes is one of the most difficult things to kick and and food, which is something that, you know, I love food, dude. I'm a big foodie myself. Yeah. Um, Sugar for me, like it was, you know, like I I uh as as someone I you know, I'm I'm indoctrinated into AA. I don't really do it very much anymore, but um every couple months i'll go to a meeting but yeah i think i was i'm alcoholic out the womb is what i feel like and uh my alcoholism was first kind of um came to the surface in the form of like me like eating spoonfuls of sugar like behind my mom's back from like you know four years old and on my first my my first word was more really yeah that's interesting, man. Do they tell you that in AA that sugar is kind of like a prerequisite to booze as a child? It's nothing in it, nothing's like set in stone, like what they tell like this is what makes you an alcoholic, you know. But um like behaviors, they'll say like certain like emotional things, maybe, but but like they you know, you hear similar stories from a, a lot of people. And yeah, um I I I and then like uh once you get sober, like people replace stuff with coffee or sugar or sex or all that stuff so you know the the idea too that i always heard and i don't know if this is true maybe you used to do this as a kid did you like just spin around in the room and make yourself dizzy yeah i'm glad you said that like i was about to say it you know that's what i used to do too yeah i used to do that a lot it's interesting man it seems like there's and it's almost uh it's like some really really subliminal programming that i think we see and things because you see like that's like a big sign of having fun in the old movies and shit you know it's just twirling around and and like you know being carefree and and there's something to be said about that for sure that's interesting but um you said you're not going to aa anymore you kind of just do your thing and you're you're pretty set in it now and and good to go yeah i feel uh i feel and you know you always hear like in a you hear stories like the person who faded away and then had 20 years but were miserable and then started drinking again so you know i don't feel like i'm on that track but the guy who did that probably didn't either but um i think uh i think a lot of people do what i do and kind of get it get it handled and a little bit under control and um you know, kind of fade away and are fine. And you just don't hear about them because there's not some like big traumatic story that happens from them not doing it anymore. I went on, um, my wife just got 11 years sober, like five days before I got 10 years sober. And, um, good. And yeah. And she's like eight years younger than me too. So, um, good for you guys, man. That's tough. Dude. We we went to, we went to AA on last Friday night. It was nice. It was nice to go. So I, I, you know, I'm like, I might get back into it like one day a week or a couple times a month here and there. 
it's not depressing it's like it's it's actually like you you feel fulfilled when you leave or anything like that or I, i've never been to one yeah it's it's uh it's one of those things like going to the gym kind of like how your mind's telling you the whole time like i never i don't want to go i don't want to go i don't want to go and then you've never like it's like you never left the gym feeling worse than when you got in there you know you always feel good when you leave interesting so it's huh. like that and then but um you know i when i was in uh, early sobriety i got sober in um i was in i was in oakland in early sobriety and it was like it's it was like a, a scene like a cool kid scene kind of you know there was a whole bunch of uh there's like chicks and and like cool they're like punk rock i was in i'm into punk rock for my whole life you know like punk rockers and like tattooed hot chicks and stuff like that yeah. so like there's that whole whole deal to it so it wasn't like it's it wasn't like where kind of like how you see like in the movies like skid row like people sitting around a in a circle and like folding chairs and now where i live now it it kind of is like that so it's like the real deal it's super gritty and uh i live in like you know like a part of the world where it's just like kind of a lot of unemployed people and and like logging industry and so yeah you got a lot of math you go to like you go to meetings and that's that's that is what it's like that's nuts dude so but it's kind of interesting just to think about like how secure you can be in what's going on around you that you know it's not enticing because the the movies romanticize that really dark grittiness like the the skid row aspect it's romanticized in a lot of movies like it looks yeah. kind of cool and it gives you some kind of weird feeling. And and I there's got to be some sort of chemical reaction in your head where it's like that looks fun at a subliminal level. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people go like I the reason that I I went to AA the first time that I went to AA, I tried it. I it, it stuck. It worked. And that's very, very rare. And the reason I think that it doesn't work is because so many people are like encouraged or forced or like have a court card, like where you have to go get it signed, even though you can just forge it. Nobody knows that until they've completed it and turned it in. But, um, (laughs) you know, I, uh, when I, the last time I got drunk, I got, I was 32 years old. I had a, a girlfriend who had a kid that I was like supporting and it was, and I, I was just a, a scumbag you know and i got in a really really gnarly motorcycle crash mm. like wasted really drunk at like 9 30 in the morning and uh i walked away from it you know i went in the ambulance to the to the hospital handcuffed to like the gurney you know and then they like checked me out at the emergency room they're like you don't have internal bleeding and then like the the highway patrol guy just took me straight to jail you know and uh that's the last time i got to be drunk at at contra costa county jail in martinez california and like I was sitting there, like you know, it's like noon, and I'm just sitting there in this in this fucking drunk tank in this Contra Costa County Jail, it's like super gnarly place, man. And uh, probably sore as hell. Yeah, like sore as hell. Like pissed myself when I crashed, like wearing a pair of fucking like gray jail sweatpants, you know. And wow. like, and uh, this guy comes in, this fucking like white trash guy with a mullet. He's wearing like jean cut off jean shorts, no shirt like you know like the white new balances like the whole outfit yeah dude okay wasted i'm like man this guy's a fucking look at this scumbag you know he's drunk at fucking two in the afternoon he's in the drunk tank i was like oh wait i got <laughs> I, got, I got here at 11 30 you know Fuck. and uh and like i was done i was ready to i was 
finally done and nobody had ever like I'd never been forced to try to quit I'd done everything you know I'd, I'd had long bouts of sobriety like six months before just doing it on my own and um I was sitting you know I was handcuffed in the in the front seat of the cop car he had me in the front seat for some reason he looked like uh, Uncle Hank from Breaking Bad <laughs> and I, I he was kind of talking to me and I said man I think I gotta go to AA this is on the way to jail and he's like yeah man you should do that and uh, you know, the next day I, I went to I went to first my first AA meeting and and uh you know it became like a big, big part of my life for the first five years of my sobriety and and um I credit my my staying sober to it, saved my life. Um I like I said, I don't do it much anymore, but if anybody ever came to me and was like, Hey man, I know you're sober, I'm I need to stop drinking and I can't, I don't know what to do, I'd say let's go. I'll I'll take you to AA meeting. Like I would suggest it to anybody. That's great, dude. I, I want to get into some fun stuff, but I just have so many questions about what what you know. This is like important. I think it's it's fascinating to me to hear this stuff. The um the idea and like how your mannerisms now. You're very very calm and you know collected. I would say quiet. You're not loud and you know very. Like I said, it seems like you think about what you say. Unlike me, I you know pop <laughs> off sometimes were you were you always like that or did like when you were drinking and like i I always picture like mma fighters too to be you know a little more loud uh clearly you're confident in yourself and i don't think that ever goes away but it just like you don't strike me as an mma fighter you don't strike me as as an alcoholic um did your life completely change like including your mannerisms not just like the actual material shit i've always been like a real quiet introvert and that's why when I found alcohol, it was so, um, it was, it was perfect for Appealing. me. Appealing. You know, it, yeah. it let me get out of my shell. Um, you know, it let me, uh, it made me feel more confident. You know, I can't say like, oh, it like helped me talk to girls. And I got chicks after I stopped drinking because I just started blacking out and pissing myself when I started drinking. That's you know? not a good way to get girls. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, it just, uh, it, it just quieted down the, the inner dialogue, you know? And that's what it did for me. And that's like why, you know, I, I smoke pot in high school and stuff. And then that's why it's not appealing to me at all. Cause if I, if I smoke pot, like I got stoned accidentally on my dog CBD a little while back. What the fuck? How'd you do that? <laughs> because my dog CBD has THC in it. And I had some that was just for like my back pain that did, that was like non psychoactive. You know, I took the wrong one. And my wife's oh, like, how oh much did you God. take? <laughs> and I got stoned and I'm like, man, I was like, it wasn't fun at all, but yeah, it just starts that whole, like it gets the, the gears just spinning in my head and I can't, I can't shut it up. And uh, that's why I don't like that. And that's why I liked alcohol because it, it made that stop. Dude, you know, it's so interesting. I feel like we have that same thing because I used to smoke a ton of weed, like a lot, a lot of weed, um, too much for sure. But if I were to smoke it now, and I don't know if you noticed this when, because I don't know if you hit your head when you got in the motorcycle accident. I sure did in my car accident. But yeah, I I've noticed. Got, I've, uh, I've for sure got CTE. I've crashed motorcycles like tens and tens of times. So Me too. I used to race dirt bikes. So yeah, I, yeah. I've hit my head many times. Um, I wonder if there's something to do with that when you hit your head and, and ring your bell, so to speak, a couple of times, if you can't deal with THC, because my heart starts racing. like. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack when I smoke weed now. Um, I, I think about the worst things that can happen. I'm like, dude, the government's watching me. It's almost like a schizophrenic episode yeah. when I smoke weed. And I've tried it. 
I'll take low, low doses of edibles if I really want to like, you know, get lazy or tired or whatever. But yeah. dude, I can't like just rip a bong anymore. Yeah. Is yeah, that the same see, thing? Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David gets stoned and he's like sitting there like yelling at himself in the mirror like, you piece of shit. No, dude, I haven't seen that. Yeah, no. it's it's really funny. But yeah, that, that's like how I feel, you know, so like everything comes on at once. And it's just like, dude, the the world's too much right now. It, like I said, it's like a schizophrenic episode that I have lately. And I used to love it, dude. I used to not be able to do anything without being high. Yeah, so, it's wild. But yeah, dude, the alcohol definitely does something different. It, it's the opposite in in almost every way. Um, Have you picked up any like more healthy addictions since then? Um. It's a yeah. weird, it's paradoxical, I know, healthy addiction, but like something like podcasting, it, to me, I'm, I, dude, I have an addictive personality. I'm addicted to podcasting. I'm, I'm thinking about it all the time, 24-7. I think about my show and what I can do. Um, I don't know if that's the case for you or exercising or food, which we're going to get into a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I love podcasting, too. I think about it all the time. Um you know, I, I haven't been, uh, I did for a long time. I did, I was really into jujitsu and, um, I did that like a ton. Um, I can't, there's no place. I live out in the woods now. There's no place. I got to drive like an hour to get to a gym. So I haven't been doing that, but, um, I do, uh, kind of always kind of have to stay busy. So, um, I work full time on my farm. So I'm always just, uh, kind of, kind of moving and, I haven't I haven't had any like uh real addictions lately but yeah podcasting is the thing for me and and um yeah just working on the farm so what what got you into sheep farming too I want to touch on that real quick because that is uh it's a very unique thing I don't know if it's different out there than it is here was it like a family thing um clearly it seems to be a positive on your life but I mean it was it just random it's 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 interesting to me um, yeah, I'm not like a full on shepherd. I've got seven sheep, you know, and okay. I just, just got them. So like we, we moved out to this, uh, rural area, got 15 acres. Um, we've always, we've had chickens since we've been in the suburbs and, uh, yeah, I just, um, I wanted to, I wanted to get some entry level livestock and goats are total assholes. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to deal with them and I don't like goat's milk. I was like, I want something that I can milk. And I found out you can milk sheep and they're super easy. They don't like get through the fence and all this stuff like that. So I, uh, yeah, I got a couple, my wife, uh, encouraged me to get a couple more. So we've had, uh, we've had like a pregnant one that's had babies here and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, they're, they're pretty low maintenance. They're easy. They're, uh, they eat the grass. You don't have to feed them. I got to go fill up their water. And uh, I got I got a couple little lambs like right over there over my left shoulder. And uh, I'm going to milk them once they get bred and have babies. They're dairy sheep. They're like a specific breed. And uh, they're so cute. I love them. I got them <laughs> all trained like um, they're kind of skittish, you know. Yeah, and yeah. They were they were super skittish when I got them. I got them with their mom. Their mom still like won't come near me, but I got them separated. And I got them trained. They eat, like treats out of my hands and run up to me every time they see me. So like when it's time to milk Crazy. them, they'll they'll be ready to go. That's dope, dude. So do you do you sell products from the farm or anything? Or is it like a is it a job? It's um it's a job to keep the house like 
I, I want to eventually make money off it. My wife takes, you know, excess eggs to work and sells them. Once I get that milk flowing, um, we'll be able to make all sorts of products with that. And then, um, yeah, I got, I got super lucky. My wife's successful and really good at what she does. And she realized how much I hated my job. And it was just, uh, I made a, I made a ton of money, man. I had a, I was a union elevator constructor. Oh shit. Yeah. That's a ton. That's a good gig. Yeah. And I fucking hated it. You know, um, yeah. I was a, I was a union iron worker before that. I, I actually like doing that, but you get paid shit doing that. So I jumped trades and, um, yeah, it's, uh, I just, it was hard, man. It was just like, I'd have to like, I remember just sitting there in the parking garage in the morning, just trying to like psych myself up to go to work. And, like, oh, yeah. you know, I wasn't like suicidal, but like, man, it's like, man, I, I can't do this for the rest of my life, you know? And my wife's like, I'm making okay money we can cover everything with what i do why don't you stay home fix the house up take care of animals and we'll see if, we'll see if it works and so far it's working so i'm uh forever indebted to her for that and um yeah i'm just trying to make it work and and uh this house we bought's pretty dilapidated so i'm i'm fixing it up and and cleaning up trash piles i find out in the pasture and just doing all sorts of stuff like that so it's it's fun man just staying busy. That's dope, dude. I mean, again, you know, when I say that the elevator thing's a good gig, it's just good money. If yeah, you don't yeah. like it, if you don't yeah. like it, then it's not, dude. And I, I totally relate to what you're saying, trying to psych yourself up to go into work. Because when I would work in the food industry, the server is mostly what I did. Dude, I would get like, I, I didn't realize what it was, but it would be anxiety that I would get before a shift. And I would usually like text someone that i knew just to be like hey what's going on just like i could try and like have this conversation that had nothing to do with my job and like i would text my mom my dad just be like say what what they're up to or if you know i worked at a breakfast place i'd text them good morning just to like i think it was to get my mind off of what i was about to go do for and it's not like i was going out there hooking you know what i mean i was literally just going out there and serving but I, I don't relate to, to those jobs, dude. And I really don't relate to what I do now, which is, you know, put soda on shelves. I don't, I don't like it, man. Um, so th- that's awesome that you're able to do that, but, um, yeah. let's get into, let's get into some fun shit, dude. It's so serious, you know? Yeah. Well, um, we can talk about Arby's or something, dude. I got, I got a lot of food questions. Okay. I'm massively into food. Like I said, I, I mean, I don't know if you cook, do you, do you fuck around? I'm a, cooking? I'm a fantastic cook. I, I will, uh, I'm not a, um, I don't brag a lot, but I can, I can fucking cook, man. Okay. I've always been, I've always been able to, both my parents can cook really well. I grew up eating like, even though my mom was, you know, making us eat healthy, I, I grew up, I know how to cook, What is? but I'm also not adverse to eat some fucking garbage. So, okay. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. I, I like, I like talking fast food, but I'm curious what like your specialty would be or something that you made that you're like real fucking proud of. Cause I've made some shit. Yeah. Um, I can make like, uh, it's, I guess the thing I'm most proud of would be kind of the stuff that my mom showed me how to make that I can make as good or better than her, like chicken okay. cacciatore or Italian. So like I can kind of do some, uh, some stuff that her mom showed her that I can do better than what she did. So chicken sure. cacciatore, um, I, uh, I, I make a lot of like, uh, paleo dishes. So like my, the, thing that i cook that my wife likes the most i make like these pork meatballs and i bread them with um pork rinds instead of like breadcrumbs you know because it's like you don't want to eat the carbs that's keto yeah 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 so they're those are really good and then um 
I've got a I've got a pellet smoker, so and then like four freezers full of full of farm farmed local farmed meat in my basement. So so you get to work with some fresh ingredients too. Yeah. Okay. And um, I I I try to just you know there's I like I said like I'm out in the middle of nowhere. We got I got to drive thirty minutes to get to a Safeway, and uh, I I you know do what I can with that and uh. So I, I try to do as much organic stuff as I can, but you know, dude, Safeway really bends you over and fucks you when it comes to pricing too. That shit's expensive for what it is. They'll sell you like basic ass shit, and it's and it's expensive, man. I don't know if it's the same there, but like we have a fries, which is like a Kroger, yeah. And, and ours is called Fred Myers. It's that's Kroger. your Kroger, yeah, dude. It's the even. I mean, fries is not super cheap, but it Safeway fucks you, dude. It's wild. Really? It's uh, weird because I live in a separate Columbia or a separate county called Columbia County. That's that's, you know, different than Multnomah County, which is where Portland is. So if you go like shopping in Portland, it's much more expensive than where I live. Okay, well, yeah, and all the hipsters and shit there, too. Yeah. Do you do you go to like places to eat in Portland? I mean, voodoo is the big one there. I saw a bunch of comfort food from like all kinds of different places. This place called uh, Langban. Have you heard of that? No, um, Matt's barbecue, hot yai. Seems like a lot of Taiwanese food is up in there in Portland. There's a lot of there's a lot of Thai food that's like kind of decent, but um, yeah, you know, you see like you hear about a lot a lot of good food in Portland. I don't. Know. I lived in San Francisco, dude. There's not that not that much flavor here. Um, yeah, you can't touch those gay dudes up there. And the gay district is the best district to eat in. I wouldn't go there now. But you know, it's uh it's a wild place. We went to this place in San Francisco called Mama's a while ago for yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, I think I've been there probably. But um, but yeah, um we go out to eat every like my wife works in Portland and she just moves studios, so I've been like going in a lot to help her build it out. And uh yeah, we had some pretty awesome Thai food the other day. And um but other than that, man, like the food there's like this whole like it's weird, there's this there's just these big like parking lots full of food trucks here, like all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a big deal here. And uh, they probably have it everywhere now, but I think it kind of started here. Like the, not food trucks in general, but like a whole bunch of them in the same spot. And uh, some of those are all right, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty basic uh, when it, when it goes out, when I go out to eat, you know, and um, I like cooking it, cooking at home better. I have a big beef with food trucks. I mean, I want one. Don't get me wrong. I, I had this idea and, you know, my listeners are familiar. Oh, your hot dog idea. Dude, wieners across America. It, yeah. I, I stand behind the idea. And um, I had an Oregon dog. I forget what was on there, but I have a whole list written down of all these hot dogs. Um, I feel like why the, the, the food trucks are so good is because you're not expecting halfway edible shit to come out of a vehicle. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah, not, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just boring, but um. First big food question I got for you, dude. And this is where we might get a little heated, okay? <laughs> um, pizza places. I'm talking about the four big ones. Okay. Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, Papa John's. Okay. Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, Papa John's. Yes. My my preference? Yes. Um, I guess I'm going <laughs> to... I have to go from from nostalgia on this one because i don't know if i've ever eaten at a pizza hut it's not it wasn't a it wasn't big where i'm from either okay. i don't think it's big in oregon i don't think it's big in the bay area in california 
So I don't know if I've ever <laughs> been to a pizza hut. You can take that fucking take and bake shit and stuff it up your fucking ass. From Little Caesars? No, from Papa John's. Okay. <laughs> take and oh, bake. Yeah, okay. And then uh Domino's was the closest place um to my house. And I ate that you know, I was in the era when I was like nine years old. Um, my parents would go out to some sort of event for the night and like park me in front of the TV with a medium um Domino's and, yeah. and a pitcher full of crystal light. oh fuck dude crystal light yeah we'll we'll see you when when we get home you know we don't know what time it'll be (laughs) and uh and then also my sister i have an older sister about three and a half years older so when she was like you know she when she was 16 she had a friend that worked at little caesar's so we used to go she would take me up there with her her friend was was pretty you know so we'd go up there at closing time and get all sorts of uh, silly sticks or crazy bread or whatever. Crazy bread, dude. Yeah, and uh, and leftover pizzas and stuff. And I remember the crazy bread was really good. So um, nostalgia-wise, pizza, I would go Little Caesars. And then really? um, when I when I I used to go to this men's AA meeting in East Oakland down in the hood, and <laughs> we had a little. They, somebody <laughs> would bring Little Caesars every week, so. That's so funny, dude. I've never heard anyone say Little Caesars out of those four choices. And by the way, the the I, I think that you're thinking of Papa Murphy's, not Papa John's. Oh, okay. Papa, I'm a bit of a scientist when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, you're thinking of Papa Murphy's. That's the take and bake. Okay. Papa John's had the one where Peyton Manning bought steak. And um they, and that's they, the guy that drops end bombs. He drops end bombs casually, which you know, I'm <laughs> not ours. against. Like it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It gives yeah. them a little bit of a personality. I don't endorse yeah, I mean, it. I still like Hulk Hogan, you know, and, and Dog the and Dog the Bounty Hunter. So I didn't know Dog the Bounty Hunter did it, but I have heard Hulk Hogan do it. Yeah, he said, he said he, he said he he said that he, Dog the Bounty Hunter said that when he was in prison, the brothers gave him an end bomb pass. Oh, okay. So, so that's why fine. he could do it. Yeah. Jeez, dude, some of these people, man. But no, yeah. So, I, so yeah. So, sorry about, sorry, Papa John's fans. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I've never had it, so I can't say. So that's an interesting one because. But, they but why serve. can you can we substitute roundtable into one of those, or is that the next level up? I've never heard a roundtable, but you, you haven't heard, heard of Papa of John's. You never. I've heard of Papa John's. I've never had it. You've never heard of roundtable. Never heard of roundtable. That sounds like an app to me. Roundtable pizza. Okay, it's got then- a medieval logo. Like the you know the Knights of the Round Table, that's fascinating. Is there some sort of conspiracy around? I'm it? a little. Uh, this this is where my contentious. Uh, I think it's crazy that you don't even know about Round Table. Well, I'm glad that you didn't say like Comet Ping Pong or something because that's <laughs> yeah. a big pizza place too. But so uh, tell me a little bit about this. It's not really a conspiracy show, but I'm interested in this because that is my bread and butter is conspiracy. So what is yeah, what is this? Too. What is Round Table Pizza? Yes, it's just a, it's another chain pizza restaurant. What's their gimmick? They, the gimmick is that it's better than Domino's. Okay. So it's like, a, it's like a little more expensive that um you get like, they have like better toppings. Um, You can like, yeah, you should look it up. You should share screen round table. Okay. I'll check it out because I'll look at it's it. It's a right huge, now. it's a huge chain. It's all over California. And um, I don't know if I've, I've actually seen it very many here, but it's uh it's like a good one. Like as an adult, I would actually order round table when i wanted when i was like hungover sometimes nice okay well like, so like, when, like if i was with a girl i wouldn't have been embarrassed to order a round table okay 
I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing. Let's see if they even have locations here. I have not seen these. This doesn't look like cheap pizza. So I would definitely say this is a level up. Yeah, this is uh, their new. They've definitely rebranded from when I was going there. Look at that like, salad. Yeah. yeah. But like you could go there. They had like a lunch buffet sometimes. One time I went to one and uh, I had like a, it was in a rural area when I was fighting fires. And I took a, a bottle of uh, Captain Morgan's spice rum with me a fifth of it and i just and blacked out in there drinking uh i bought a doc you know like a refillable cup of dr pepper (laughs) well dude you know what i mean i I feel bad have you have you ever had pizza hut i don't know see this this is a shame especially growing up i know what pizza hut is i've seen the commercials you know ever since i was a little kid but i can't remember if i ever had it it really is a shame if you haven't had one, especially growing up in the 80s, because they had this elegant buffet set up mm-hmm. in the 80s. Like it was like dark lights in there. I mean, it, it looked like literally like a mobster pizza place. And it was just Pizza Hut, dude. It was the shit. And yeah. then you get like a pitcher full of whatever drink you want. Yeah. And, um, you know, all this shit, dude. They had a salad bar where you could go and just load up on cheese and bullshit. Yeah, so, the, so it's, it's round. That's what round table is as well. And it is a buffet. They had a buffet at lunch at some locations, but a lot of the time you you know you would order um, a full pizza, but it wasn't like a personal pizza. You know, it's still oh, like boy. a large. Look at that guy. I mean, so yeah. so we have this thing here too called Peter Piper Pizza, and they have a lunch buffet for under four dollars. You can go in there and just really fuck shit up for under a Lincoln. You know what I mean? It's insane. But yeah, yeah man, um, I, I gotta say this definitely, I, I would say is better than, than, so yeah. we can agree. Okay. This is, I'm glad that this popped up here. The wings. How do you feel about these fucking, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, put any ideas in your head, but in my opinion, fucking shitty wings that pizza places do. And if you uh, enjoy them, do you prefer the bone or the flap or the, uh, not the bone, the, uh, the wing, the, uh, drumstick or the flap? I like, uh, I like a complete wing with everything on it you know i'm actually making wings tonight oh boy okay but um i yeah like you know um i'm i'm a i think chicken wings are my favorite food really and yeah and i think i i hate it when you go to a place and you can tell that they just microwaved you some wings you're supposed and, to fry them i don't care yeah. how health if deep fry it preferably peanut oil i don't know yeah your method. so i think um a lot of the uh a lot of the pizza joints like this, they have, you know, it is kind of squishy. There's no crunch to it. And then uh, I'm not a fan of a, of a breaded wing either. Yeah. Like, naked. A, like a, like a Hooters ring wing naked all day. Um, what are you referring to when you say the complete wing? You know, it's like the, it's like the whole thing. Like they, they took it off the bird all as like one piece. So it's got the drumstick, the flat part on it all connected together. I've never seen that. That's some weird science shit. That's yeah. very interesting. Okay. I mean, I prefer, I used to be uh, real big into the flaps, but I like the drums because you Are can you... really put those down. Okay. Should we go for the Joey Diaz question? What's this? What's your, what's your dipping sauce? Blue cheese all day, but yeah. I respect a good ranch. On a wing. On or a wing. Just in general. No, on a wing. I don't fuck with ranch on, I mean, I don't put it on pizza. I think that's, it's blasphemous, dude. I think, you know, when you put this on, on a good pizza, um, Wingstop introduced me to honey mustard on a wing and yeah. I'm not, I don't hate it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll fuck with that, especially a dry rub. Yeah. Um, 
if I got ranch on accident, like at Wingstop or something, like that's I'm usually like if you 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 know you fuck up my Big Mac, I'm just gonna deal with it. <laughs> but you said you give me ranch instead of blue cheese, I'm I'm going back in. You're leaving the negative review on Yelp, and you're you're doing what you got to do. I, okay, probably no no. I'm not gonna be a passive Yelp guy like that that QAnon dude that you guys talk to. But um, <laughs> but but uh, I will go in and get some blue cheese. You know. Yeah, man, blue cheese. Do you like it real chunky, or do you just like that saltiness of the blue cheese? Um, I like I like a chunkier a chunkier one. But the problem with that is, is a lot of times if they're giving you like just a couple little containers, you're not getting enough to dip your whole order. Sure. Yeah, you like to really soak it in there, then. Yeah, you're like your first six might be good, but your last twelve, you know, you got nothing to dip in. Oh man, CC's is a little Johnny come lately. I forgot about CC's. I saw in there they had uh, Mountain Mike's. You guys got Mountain Mike's up there? Mountain Mike I've never heard of. That's a California one. I don't think they got it up here in Oregon either. Hungry Howie's can suck a dick. I don't know never if you've heard, heard of Never heard of that place. It's god-awful. I think that it should go out of business, to be <laughs> honest. Godfather's is supposedly pretty good as far as... I remember hearing about that. I remember maybe watching commercials for that when I was little, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever been to one of those, especially not as an adult. Yeah, Sparrow. I mean, I've gotten sick eating there. Sparrow's um, just at the exclusively at the mall, isn't it? Airports. I mean, it, it's when you're desperate and and <laughs> preferably, you know, surrounded by a lot of depression. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I for me, dude, all day it's Pizza Hut. Um, I really enjoy Pizza Hut. They get a little experimental with some things. They're in the same uh, company as Taco Bell and KFC, which are are two other fan favorites of mine. Do you yeah, fuck well, with Taco Bell? That's my next question. Oh, you well, were going to say something, but. Well, I was just going to see if real quick you could type in uh, Pizza Hut, Oregon, see if we have any locations. Oh, want me to do a little location finder? Yeah. Yeah, you're in for a treat if you go there. They don't do the buffet anymore because they're they're turning communist, I think. But there's something really good about a nice Pizza Hut. Um, they had this little Cheez-It calzone that i would kill someone in front of their mother to eat one of those again these are oh wow so there's one in oregon city that's not far from me uh how far is this well that's oregon wisconsin so well a ways away i didn't see the wi but there is one there then huh (laughs) yeah they they probably got them um yeah i I guess it was just one of those things that never got on the radar but i definitely knew about it and saw the commercials okay what was the last question um oh do i like uh taco bell yeah, well, I was going to say, just to wrap up the, the pizza dilemma here, don't expect to go in there and get five-star shit, but uh-huh. just imagine yourself a uh, much more depressed version of yourself. Um, you know, you're trying to, you know, maybe, maybe make some money stretch to the end of the week or something, and you you come across one of these greasy pizzas. There's some weird butteriness to the dough. Don't get stuffed crust. Um, you know, the cheese bullshit. I don't fuck with that, but um, yeah, uh, Pizza Hut all day wins the game phenomenal desserts um you're in for a treat but yeah taco bell dude because one thing the mexican pizza is my number one fast food item of all time really yeah we're uh you're happy when dolly parton got on the bandwagon and got got vocal to get it reinstated i didn't know that she had anything to do with that but that makes her stock go up a lot in my book because they removed it for a while yeah you listen to uh obdm no, I've I've heard some of their stuff. I like those dudes though, but no, I haven't listened to them. That's much. my favorite podcast. They do a lot of fast food news, so um, okay, really like that. They they mostly concentrate on Taco Bell and Arby's, though. 
Taco uh, Bell has a boardroom full of stoners that come up with these ideas because they're also to to tie it back to Pizza it's Hut just owned the same by the ingredients. Same yeah, taking seven or eight ingredients. Some comedian said that, and they just like throw it in a different order. But yeah. to tie it back to the pizza, um, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell saga, um, which is a, a really nice thing when you go to the rest to one location, they have all three. But they yeah. they have um, they're doing a tostada, um, cheese it a cheese it tostada over there at Taco Bell. They're working on it right now. And that's going to be the next big item to really knock your dick in the dirt, dude. Because You're saying that... cheese it's like the little crackers. Yeah, but instead, so it's a it's a it's a cheese it that's sixteen times the size of a regular cheese it. So it's and like then... when they did the Dorito shell. Exactly, exactly. But it's a cheese it, and that, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen if they try and put that out and then take it away because the the cheese it pizza from Pizza Hut was, I mean, it was another level, like I said, but. I'm yeah, I was never a big uh, I was never a big cheese it guy. My dad smelled oh, like Cheez Its and Budweiser when I was a little kid, you know. So, um, but uh, <laughs> I'll I'll be upfront and honest. Um, okay. I had a real issue with um fast food for a long time. I was okay. addicted to McDonald's. Uh oh. Okay. Um, so I haven't had probably coming up close to two years. I haven't been to a fast food like a chain rest fast food restaurant what let me ask you really quick with your addiction with mcdonald's uh first of all what was your order at mcdonald's i get um at the time it was the number nine which is two cheeseburgers okay so i get that no pickles uh large because they didn't have super size anymore (laughs) yes for a large and then uh i get uh two mcdoubles on top of that no pickles fuck so you get four burgers yeah three regular two regular cheeseburgers and then two two double regular cheeseburgers you know and it came with the fries obviously the large fries yeah, i get the large fries and i get a uh, large coke with that yeah coke okay yeah i mean that's wild um but hey you know at least you're beating that too you know that's a big that's fucking crazy dude yeah and then i loved uh i, I would go in and out i do taco bell a lot too um i'll tell you a funny story when um when we first moved up to Oregon, we came up here from the Bay Area because we knew we could buy a house here. And in the Bay Area, it wasn't even going to be an option. So I uh, I transferred. I, I was able to keep my job at the same company in the elevator constructors, but I transferred to the Portland branch. And uh, I, I had to, the mortgage lender told me that I needed to establish residency for 30 days with paychecks in Oregon before they give me a loan. So I came up here, stayed in an Airbnb by myself for 30 days. My wife stayed home and just as the saint she is, like packed everything and moved us. And I just worked so I could establish um, money up here so we could get a home loan. And I found our house and stuff. And uh, so at one point she had to, you know, she's my wife. She always gives me, gives me crap for eating shitty and and going to fast food and stuff and i'd always be like oh no no i'm not i'm eating pretty well down here you know i'm cooking a lot at one point i had to submit my bank records to the lending company <laughs> and she looked at it first and she popped and it was it, like dude. it was like taco bell like twice a day <laughs> was Fuck, the dude. only atm transactions for like a whole month man that she's is like, so you funny. know she's like you know how embarrassing that was for me to have to like send <laughs> that in? 
She's turning like red and shit, and like not yeah. even. She didn't even have to see anyone like face to face. She was just embarrassed and sending it in. Yeah, that's funny, dude. Have you ever fucked with one of these, a fillet of fish? Yeah, I crapped my pants because of one of those once. Really? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like a full like emergency. Like I pooped my pants because I couldn't find a toilet. It was it was a shark situation. But yeah, that's the last time that happened to me was eating a couple of those. Well, that brings up a, a good question tying into food. When's the last time you shit your pants? Honestly. For like not including that one, I mean, if that was the last time, that is the last time. That's probably uh two years ago. Oh man, I was hoping to be more recent. Okay, it was uh yeah, I was. We used to have to go out of t- when I was still building elevators. I used to have to the only the union that I was in covered the whole state of Oregon, so you got to go out of town a lot. So I was uh up in Astoria on the Oregon coast, and um. Yeah, I stopped and got a, a couple flare fishes for some reason. That's Ooh. that's what I wanted. I think it's mostly the tartar sauce, probably. I'm sure that that's not even really tartar sauce. It's yeah. got to be. I mean, you know, this is really sparking a lot of ideas in my head. Long John Silver's, the two-piece fish meal. And notice this stuff at the bottom. That is literally just bits of fried pieces. That's just um, the can, leftovers, but they don't they don't cheat it. They they don't cheat you. you know? They throw it in there. You can actually buy those separately. You can buy a bag of those fried. So that's just dollars. like the beer batter breading <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you can buy a bag of little balls of that. Yes, that, disgusting. That's, right? Yeah, that's gross. Um, who was it that you were talking to recently that said something about getting a fish sandwich? Was it you that was talking to somebody that said they got a fish sandwich at, at some? really strange restaurant i fuck with the arby's chicken sandwich or fish sandwich heavy they have a spicy (laughs) one that um and also jack in the box believe it or not the fish sandwiches from there are phenomenal my dad who is not really big into this stuff anymore oh the subway cookie dude three for a dollar get fucked um the the yeah the the arby's arby's sandwich dude um i recommend it i you know it's actually like a fillet of fish it's not minced up yeah how did and your dad is the one that showed that to you no no <laughs> yeah it's like here son i'm gonna tell you something important how did you discover because that's like i think you probably get the same reaction from a lot of people how did you discover that the fish sandwich at arby's was good you just had a, you were just at an arby's and you saw it on the menu and you thought it'd be a good idea so i listen to tim Dillon's podcast a lot i enjoy that show quite a bit and yeah i love big... i love it too um, yeah, i think dude. we have i think we have a lot of the same uh comedy um taste because i've heard you talk about uh stavros halkius as well come town and yes come town and tim Dillon are the only two comedy podcasts i still listen to Giannis Papas is pretty good i have fallen out of it a little bit more lately but yeah he tim Dillon is a big proponent of the filet of fish yeah and i don't like the filet of fish but i was like you know what um arby's has the meats so i'm gonna try you know this this nice little fish sandwich lovely i mean I'll, I'll eat it all day you know what i mean um yeah I'd, I'd take it over just about anything from subway uh subway can fucking kick rocks the the tuna is not even real um you don't that, you can't mess around with a uh with a nice uh 12 inch meatball pro alone dude do you remember the pizziola sandwich did you ever fuck with that no i'm i'm meatball only at subway meatball only okay I mean, yeah. hey, I'm not hating it, but the pizziola, get this. It was the chicken pizziola, and we'll wrap up soon here, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a, it, the the chicken pizziola, you get the white bread, you get you go Italian bread, um, mm-hmm. the chicken, uh, fake chicken bits, 
that they have there. You put that on the bottom. Uh, pepperoni, a little bit of that marinara sauce that they do with the meatballs. And then uh, your cheese of choice, a little salt, a little pepper, a little oregano, a little parm. Toast that bitch. And then it is like a chicken pepperoni pizza that, uh, I mean, it, it is up there with some of the better things that I've ever eaten um, as far as fast food goes. But chicken pizza, they'll still make it for you today, too. Cool. Phenomenal stuff, dude. Chick-fil-A. You fuck with Chick-fil-A? Been there once. Did the whole, I'm like, man, the line around the corner. Got to go check it out once. And uh, it's cool. It's a chicken sandwich. You know, yeah, yeah, it's nothing to write home about. I, I didn't get it, but yeah, you go, you go to the one by my old house in the suburbs, and on a Saturday night, it's a packed house. Were you one of the psychopaths that would dip fries into your frosty? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely do that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just seemed like a good idea. I mean, okay. I love French fries. And chocolate, <laughs> top, chocolate shakes are pretty good. You said that with such passion, dude. Yeah, I love I mean, French fries. I love, I love uh, <laughs> potatoes. I love it, all forms of potatoes. You know, I eat them almost every day. And um, yeah, French fries are the best. Um, yeah, I would, I would do it. I don't know if I would do it today. I'd, yeah, I'd give it a shot and see how it goes. To be honest, um, favorite potato preparation uh tater tot waffle fry sweet potato baked potato um do you have a mashed potato um any any preference i'm going french fries and then uh mashed after that french fries and mashed do you do the powdered mashed potatoes or do you always make them yourself always make them yourself. okay it's not that hard so yeah i appreciate that i want to tell you know you're a big uh you like to go out to breakfast I used to, man. I'm not a big breakfast dude anymore because I sleep in a lot now, but I will if I get the opportunity. There's a lovely place out here called Bisbee Breakfast Club. Get the okay. chicken fried steak uh with eggs. It's it's okay. great. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell uh the fans of the show um, you know, a great um discovery I, I've made with with going out to breakfast. You substitute those I don't like hash browns, least favorite potato. Not a fan at all. Really? Substitute, yeah. You substitute French fries for with breakfast. Sure, it's the bomb. Home fries. Not a big fan of home fries. I like home fries too, but I'm I'm always asking if I remember. I always ask for French fries for breakfast. This brings up an interesting point here as I'm going through this list of a hundred most influential uh, fast food items. They're throwing some uh, casual restaurants in here as well. Yard House is a sleeper. If you ever go to Yard House, dude, um, they don't have that here. I've never heard of it. Oh, dude, it's not fast food. It's uh, kind of like a Chili's. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll before we wrap up, we'll move into a little bit of uh, you know kind of uh, nation ca- casual kind of restaurants. Yard House has and and uh, you know for for the drinkers out there, eighty hundred beers on tap, and then the menu is just insane. What they're showing here is a nice little poke nachos. Um, Better than you think. But as far as that goes, dude, do you have an opinion on like Chili's, uh, Outback, Red Lobster, Olive Garden, Steak, the, the fucking, uh, what's that shitty steakhouse? All these corporate Outback. chains. Outback. Is that the one you're talking about? No, or there's Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler's one, but there's one that's owned Texas by... Texas Roadhouse. No, Texas Roadhouse is good, though. Um, Claim it's... Jumper. I'm trying to think of all the chain ones. Claim Jumper's great. 
do you have a favorite to, to be it's so this we're, one this one that i'm talking about is owned so we're by talking Garden. we're talking applebee's tgi fridays chilies bennigan's like that the one's asking... dude bennigan's too so you're good at this man you're you're making me think of some that i don't that i didn't remember bennigan's well, somehow fucking ruined irish culture i don't even know how you can do that <laughs> I've got uh I've got um one that you haven't thought of yet for the is this what you're asking? Are you asking which one of those that, that yes. genre I like? I'm going, you know, the they got a menu the size of a novel. I'm okay. going uh uh Cheesecake Factory. The factory. Okay. Yeah, they're carbonara, supposedly most unhealthy uh food you can buy at a chain restaurant in the world really <laughs> it's i don't know i don't think it's the most unhealthy but it's like the most car or the most calories it's like over three thousand calories or something fuck yeah it's it's good that thing that that amount of calories will sustain a normal man for one and a half days yeah we used to i used to hit that place up a lot in uh, early sobriety like they, they call it um uh fellowshipping it's like where you all just go out go out at, after after a meeting and drink coffee and and talk shit and uh that's so fun I had, I had some fun ones at uh at cheesecake factory and some good ones at denny's too and it was cool because it was the denny's the denny's that we would go to and and do that at was like the denny's where i would be like sitting at one o'clock in the morning sketched out of my head waiting for somebody to deliver me a package of cocaine so <laughs> it's like full circle that's so funny dude well so let me let me let's let's figure this out so you like the cheesecake factory you're mentioning breakfast places now. Denny's IHOP Waffle House. You got uh, one of those three that that you like more. We don't have uh, we don't have Waffle House here, so I've never experienced it. But I, I doubt it's any different than like Denny's or IHOP. Oh, it's uh, so different. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You you never really feel safe in a Waffle House. It's kind of interesting. No matter what time of day you're going yeah. in there, there's something weird about it um they have this really interesting setup with the hash browns which you don't like hash browns but they have like this whole list of things that you can order to add to them and instead of saying that you want cheese in it you say smothered like you know that gets old school like that you say like smothered covered capped that's mushrooms tomatoes onions and and like there's the cheese you can get gravy in there i mean you can really go hog wild with the hash browns and then there's just like a lot of fights and assaults that happen inside there a good amount like more than you would see at like ihop or denny's yeah yeah i've seen some violence at denny's before um, really yeah but like late night drunk violence you know oh but, sure uh, sure yeah i'll go i'll go denny's um i like denny's denny's is good uh they got like, the moons over my hammy it's a good breakfast sandwich classic and um yeah i've actually had a pretty good hamburger at denny's once before i think so mm. but you know like yeah that that kind of place isn't really on my radar like I live the the small little town that I live close to. There's no there's no businesses in the town that I live. There's a gas station. That's it. And then so I got to go up 20 minutes up the road to go to a little town that has like a a little cafe and they got good breakfast. So nice, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the the cafes are where it's at. But I, you know, just if if you're somewhere and you can feel like comfortable going into like a chain restaurant, you know, those are your your three options. I know Waffle House is more south here, but. Yeah, um, so I guess I yeah I'm going uh, I'm going Denny's. Denny's all day, huh? Yeah, yeah here man. they have here we have a place called uh, the Village Inn, kind of the same thing. So uh, they got those here too. Those are a little more expensive though, a little pricey. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a different thing. It seems like there's Village Inns all over the place, and they're all okay. different. But yeah, 
Yeah, dude. Uh, fun shit. Man, we can literally do this for hours. Um, we may have to do it again because I want people to get to know more things about you. I actually okay. have another episode that I scheduled 10 minutes after this point right now. So uh, I need to take a pee break before then, man. Um, we'll have to get more into food, dude, because okay. this is very interesting. You got food. We got some comedy interests in common, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, probably some more things, too. Uh, even though we act very differently on the surface, there is uh, some underlying similarities there, which I, I dig. And that's kind of why I wanted to do the show. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Do you want to throw any, you know, last, uh, you know, standpoints on on important influential foods? Uh, anything, anything out there or just anything kind of trashy? Uh, anything that you're into doesn't need to be food, just any kind of last words here. Um, I would just like to, uh, you know, this is all fun and games, um, you know, and we're not uh, doing conspiracy stuff, but just uh, tell everybody, um, just get a little, couple, couple, little, put a little extra ground beef in the freezer, guys. You know, yes, the hell of it. Yes, yeah, definitely ground beef. Have you heard of this yak meat phenomenon? Uh yeah. Do Do you believe in it? Well, I listen to No Agenda, and they talk about yak meat a lot. Um. So, and what I heard you kind of talking about it, what they, they can't be treated poorly. So it's like a more humane, more ethical, uh, just better karmic meat. Which I'm all for. Um, yeah. I, I've heard that this is like the idea and I'm hearing this from a real shady source, Kim, my, my girlfriend here, um, <laughs> not really to be trusted when it comes to this stuff, but, um, yeah, th- it sounds like that's why Jeffrey star that weird like makeup dude was getting into it and i mean i think he's a looney tune but i mean if he's doing something that is moral like that and there's no like underlying I, I, it's always money with these kinds of things what i'm fine with but yeah. if this is true if they can't live in conditions that cows can i've seen some horrible videos dude of how like the like the giorno farms and stuff treat cows which is a question i didn't get to ask you favorite frozen pizza we can circle back to that some other time yeah but uh yeah, man. Supposedly yaks can 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 uh, not live in conditions like that and need healthy food and shit like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll definitely look into it. Um. I got you know free. I can. I texted my neighbor last week, and it's like a two text message exchange to be able to get go to her house and get half a cow. So that's what I said last week. I've got more than I've got over a cow in my basement right now. Um. And I just like yeah, you guys. It's uh. It's uh. Getting down to it. Go on Craigslist, find a local farmer, type in beef for sale on Craigslist, go buy a quarter cow, get a freezer and uh, just a little little peace of mind and you'll be helping somebody out locally and you'll be eating probably the best beef you've ever had in your life. So, yeah. Real quick, how much would a quarter cow uh, cost on average for those curious? Half a cow butchered, wrapped, all that stuff is, where I'm at is 1500 bucks. You get probably like 250 pounds. Um, quarter cow, you know, probably under under a thousand bucks, and it'll last. Um, it'll last a couple, a married couple, for over a year. It's an investment, man. Instead of having your money in the bank with this dollar just dropping by the fucking minute, it seems. Uh, check out some meat. Words of wisdom for sure from Adam here, man. Um, plug your shows one more time, dude, just for the audience. I, I really appreciate you coming on. This was a really fun chat, dude. Started off kind of serious, but you know we got to fuck around a little bit so we don't go crazy. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a ton of fun, Ryan. I can't uh, thank you enough for having me on. I'm glad we've gotten to do a bunch of shows together lately. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it took me uh, that long 
to get you on ours and i'm glad uh glad we've gotten to make up for it in the past couple of weeks so of course yeah everything's on uh Deborah gets red pilled we're easy to find everywhere else twitter and uh, instagram all that stuff so um come check us out awesome and we are in talks to hopefully do an episode on my show i'd like to follow through with that for sure like my my actual show this was the, the goofing around one but yeah We'll see what's up, man. Uh, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate your opinions, although I don't agree with all of them when it comes to food. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely do this again, man. Thanks so much, Adam. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate it, dude.